Tales from the Chip, Episode 1 with Sam Ferguson. Sam is a long-time member, much loved, has played in many of the 11s, has made two centuries, has been a captain and a premiership player. He is a cricket trip regular and has been part of many memorable moments both on field and off. G'day, I'm Sam Ferguson. Um, I played for Red Hill between 1996 and 2005 and then again from about 2012 on to current day. Beautiful. So, yeah, a bit of a stretch in there. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you're, you're a cricket cricket fan, a cricket lover. What are your earliest memories of, of cricket in general, yeah. either playing or watching or anything anything to do with cricket? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, cricket. I mean, I grew up watching cricket on TV from as long as I can remember. So that's probably my earliest memories is watching cricket on the TV and having Bill Laurie and Tony Gregg commentating and Richie Benno and seeing, yeah, watching the cricket on TV is my earliest memory of cricket itself, yeah. So that would have been, what, early uh, early 90s, I guess? Early mid-90s? Or oh, yeah. A little bit earlier? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Even late 80s. Yeah, the good old pyjamas were good. Um, one day cricket, better over the years, but um, one day cricket was the yeah. best back in the day. It's such a shame it's lost its sort of lost its yeah. sheen now. It was so so good in the nineties. Those uh one day series, the uh, what they called the the VB yeah. series and the the um Benson and Hedges. You can't really do oh, that and the Benson and Hedges series <laughs> you even can't, more. You can't, uh, yeah. yeah, you can't do that anymore. Um. All right, cool. So, and what what led you to the Red Hill Cricket Club? How did you find your way to to Red Hill? Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Actually, I, I used to play basketball with Seamus McKillop as a kid, and I, I wasn't that interested in basketball, but I was interested in cricket. So, I asked Seamus, "Can I come play cricket with him at Red Hill?" And he was playing under sixteens, and I think probably seconds at the time, and I came and played under sixteens in about nineteen ninety six, probably before my sheep blacks were born, but. Um, that was my first time at Red Hill, yeah, a long time ago. So your first cricket was in under 16s, didn't didn't play any earlier than that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, interesting. No, so, no, I played school cricket a couple of times before that, but Red Hill was under 16s for me, yeah. Nice, nice. And then obviously from there you went, you made your way into the seniors. What are your, sort of your, what are your first yeah. memories of playing senior cricket and, and what grade was that? Well, that's actually an interesting one. Um, I turned up to senior training the week before the, the first game and obviously there'd been quite an arduous pre-season by the looks of it. Terry Dahl was, um, it was his first year as um, captain coach and he had blokes running up and down the side of the, the side of the, um, the chip there and it was quite serious. And um, I turned up in, a, in like in a surfing t-shirt and a pair of board shorts. Um, first thing I was told, yeah, I was, I was supposed to wear white to training. So that was pretty funny and I sort of... Turned up to training, being 16 or 17 at the time, my mum or dad came and picked me up and I went home and I had no idea whether I'd been picked or not. Unfortunately, um, it was a washout because I wasn't intending to, ten, intending to turn up because I didn't know if I was playing or not. Um, Brandon happened to ring my parents and say, hey, Sam was picked into Thursday, but obviously because it's raining, he's not playing. Um, <laughs> so that was good because on the Friday night, I was thinking, do I need to go to another club? Because I didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> Thankfully, and rang that next day so that was really good um, and my first actual game was the week after in the thirds playing for Brandon 
we bowled it. Oh, we, we made 92 and bowled that rosebud for about 60 or 70. So it was a really good first first game in the senior cricket at Red Hill. Yeah. The old days when you weren't sure if you were playing or not. I have, yeah. I have memories of um, going home and not being sure if I was picked or what, what grade I was in and having to ring up the club club phone behind the bar and say, oh, it's Mocky here. What, what grade am I in? Um, yeah, it's a bit different these yeah. days, isn't it? You know, ringing up 598, was always a, a – if, if you're in doubt, that was a good number to know. Oh, that's um, right, yeah. I don't know if it still works. I think, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if we've got a phone anymore. What's your favourite on-field memory from uh, from playing at Red Hill? Um, probably winning a semi-final in the seconds in, oh, it would have been 2002 or 2003 or something like that against Man Eliza. We, we actually played in two grand finals in a row, but we lost both of them. But I remember the semi-final probably is a better memory because we won. Um, probably should have won a flag in those two years, but, yeah, we, we didn't. I guess I played the Premiership a bit later in the thirds in my first year back to the club in about 2012 or something like that. But probably the, the seconds one stick out a bit more. I'm not sure why, just just because it was a high, I guess because it was a higher grade and also I, I played with those guys, a lot of the guys in that team for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those seconds teams. They were they were pretty um they were pretty stacked teams. Yeah, I think you're probably right. You probably should have won a, a flag or two in there with some of the the um the lineups mm-hmm. here were able to put out um yeah definitely should have got one or two i reckon um so yeah. you were able to you're able to captain a side there for a couple of years um i know you were you were pretty chuffed at that so what what were some of your what were some of your thoughts at, at being able yeah. to captain a, a red hill 11 yeah that was a different experience for me i hadn't sort of really ever been captain of a cricket team before that Really good experience. If, if you ever get the opportunity, anyone watching this, to, to captain a cricket team, it's well worth having a go. It, it opened my eyes up a lot to things like selection and the real kind of things that go on behind closed doors and trying to figure out exactly who can play where and how factors like how good you are at cricket don't necessarily matter to, to selection. It's whether you can get to the ground. It's whether people have got the right attitude. There's a lot of more things that add up to selecting a cricket team than just picking your best 11. It was good fun. We, we had, I think we played the finals one year, so we did okay. It was good to have a lot of the young kids like Sauce and Lockie Power and um, kids like that, Lockie Setter. Um, it was good to see them sort of come through and play and, and sort of be successful. And um, I mean, they've all gone on to be reasonable cricketers, so that's good to see. Yeah, you get a bit of a different sort of view on things in that, that sort of middle grades, don't you? In the thirds or the fourth, you sort of get you're almost a bit of a bit of a transitional 11. You sort of get guys on the way up and you get guys on the way down as well. So you sort of get to see a bit of everything and you see a bit of, yeah, you see a fair bit of transition um, over the course of a year or yeah, a couple of years, you'd see a whole lot. That's very true. Yeah. yeah um, now I know you've been on yeah. a lot of cricket trips over the years. You've been to a lot of, a um, lot of Red Hill functions over the years. What are some of your favorite off field memories from your time? Ooh, there's a lot of good ones. We did a couple of good. Well, we've been we've just been on a trip cricket trip to Tasmania. It was a lot of fun, but we had some. We had a couple of good cricket trips to Tasmania back in oh, early 2000s, which were a lot of fun too. Actually, very similar to what we just had. But um, what else? Um, I guess things in my early days because I was fairly young. I wasn't that involved in the sort of the 
after hours cricket club life. But I guess for me, it started maybe when I was about 21, 22. And I remember Frank and Frank became president and started serving dinners and stuff like that at the cricket club. And it just became a bit more social. Oh, well, maybe, maybe it was just because I hang around then, when I, whereas previously I hadn't. And it just became a really good social club. And I, I'm really glad that these days it's really a very, very vibrant social club and it's a good place to be after hours. Yeah. I don't know if that really answers the question, but that's what I said. No, no, that does. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I think a really, really social club. Um, I think that's definitely something that's a big strength of Red Hill. Um, it sort of leads me a little bit to my next one. What do you, what do you think your funniest moment you've witnessed uh, as part of the Red Hill CC? There's plenty of funny ones, but one, I mean, you gave me this question in advance, so I had a bit of time to prepare. There's one in particular, maybe it wasn't that funny, but it was just because the person involved sort of, it was so out of character for him. I was playing seconds, oh, this is maybe in the late 90s, at Tyab, they used to have their, their seconds and first ground used to be that little oval that's on the corner there with that's sort of got the used to have the baseball mounds and stuff like that as well. Frank, who's sort of Frank Tagorio, who's sort of the most dour, hard to get out batsman of all time, um, was going into that. I think it might have even been the first ball of the game or the first ball of the day. Gets a gets a ball on the pads and flicks it over square leg for this massive six. And I've never seen Frank hit a, a six before. Or after and I just thought we all we all just went up like it was Christmas in the in the change rooms. And that one it's always stuck with me as being a really funny moment because Frank was he's impossible to get out, but you didn't see him smash boundaries all the time. And to see him hit a huge six, I think it might have even been first ball of the day, was just a, a, a funny moment yeah. I, have, I have heard that before I, I wish i witnessed it it would have just been yeah i can imagine the eruption it would have been absolutely hilarious um i just cannot picture frank hitting a six at any point let alone the first ball of the game i do i i can't remember who told me it must have been anthony told me a story it might have even been the same game when um they were playing at that tie of little baseball ground and and uh, timmy brown was playing and he was drinking a cup of tea before he went into bat and he's gone into bat and he's put his, he's just got his tea. So he's, ah, oh, and he's put his tea down. First ball, he's been bounced. He's top edged it, just got it, gone for six over fine legs head by, you know, millimeters. Next ball, same thing, bounced out top edge, caught it fine leg, comes back, sits down and grabs his cup of tea and goes, oh, it's still warm. <laughs> and I, oh, I remember Digger telling me that. <laughs> I remember Digger telling me that story like it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen, which I'm sure it really was. Yeah, I just I always remember that. I wasn't even there. I wish I wish I saw that one as well. Must be something about tire. Funny stuff seems to happen. I remember uh, we're having kick to kick um, when we used to get the bus around to the grand finals, and we went to the grand final that was at Tyab, and we're having a kick to kick at yeah. one of the breaks. And uh, Kenny's got this absolute ride on somebody's shoulders and giving him like the double lift, and he's gone up. He went. It was like meters in the air, and then he's just flipped and landed on his shoulder, <laughs> and we thought he'd broken his neck or something. Just be, just be, what about just something something we might not know something something that's um something that's been a bit on the down low maybe the uh statute of limitations have passed now or something and you can you can share something that uh something that was kept under wraps or just something that was uh yeah a bit yeah, quiet i've really got much of this uh, got nothing yeah that's all right i, I chucked that one in there i think that somebody i don't have much for that no because we're pretty open at the club it's sort of like yeah, there's everyone not many knows secrets. everything about everyone. So, 
Not many secrets, but yeah, somebody might have a little nugget for me on that one. I reckon there might be something somebody's hidden somewhere, but yeah, I'm, so, I'm sure there'll be something. There'll be something. Anyway, last one. What do you reckon sets? We all agree that Red Hill is a absolutely fantastic club. What, what do you think it is that sets Red Hill apart from from the majority of um, of other clubs? We we work pretty hard to get on well. I mean, it's very much a. I mean, this is a bit of a cliche, but we've got a pretty good group of people it's sort of like it's almost we're almost on the good blokes policy these days it's sort of there's no it's just a good place to be I mean some of the other clubs nearby you, you get there at 7 p.m at night and the place has been locked up and everyone's gone home but at least the Red Hill it, we've got a good social life we're successful on field we're really pumping off field these days it's it's really quite impressive I mean you, you turn up to on a Thursday night at five o'clock and there's about 500 juniors out there. You've got senior training, people hang around after training till midnight. It's just a really good, positive place to be these days. And I think that sets us apart from a lot of clubs, which are some of which are really struggling, I can imagine. Yeah, no, 100%, 100% agree with you on that one. I think the, um, the no dickhead policy, I can't, can't remember when we really sort of enacted that. I'm sure it was probably when... Um, when Ken and Fluff sort of took over, we sort of thought, no, this is um, this is just as important as your, your yeah. on-field ability. You've got to be, if you're a dickhead, we don't really want you. And that was sort of, yeah, sort of sort of changed at about that point, I reckon. That was a, a real big sort of turning point when that, um, yeah, that sort of policy came in. Uh, as I said, I can't remember exactly who sort of, you know, who brought it in or who came up with it, but yeah, whoever did was, was on the money. Hmm. Um, all right, Sammy. That's Thanks, good, good for a first. Good for a first crack at it. I've got. Uh, I got my next one teed up with fluff. So there's my chat with Sam. Sam is one of those guys that's the absolute fabric of a club, uh, especially a club that's built on such social and family connections like Red Hill. Um, yeah, the, he's the type of guy that you notice when they're not around. He's absolutely invaluable. Um, for the club so i hope that was an enjoyable chat got some good insights into a a lengthy career both on field and off so stay tuned for more tales from the chip